it's time to sit down and relax for the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A with your host, Doug. Hey there, Doug here. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. Happy Thursday and happy New Year's Eve. Hopefully you have some resolutions that include watching a lot of sequels. And this week's interview is so special. It just is like one of those penultimate moments for us. Obviously, we've interviewed so many big people. I, I still I pinch myself still that I was able to just pick the brains of so many people that you've seen the interviews that are already out. And next year, wow, we have a lot for you. But this is the first time we had the opportunity to actually see a movie before it comes out and talk to somebody that was a part of a movie as a producer, 37 years in the making. Of course, I'm talking Grizzly 2 Revenge, starring Charlie Sheen, George Clooney, Laura Dern, uh, Deborah Raffin, who was in Death Wish 3. So some of the movies that we covered before. And uh, I talked to the producer that kept this movie alive and finally have it coming out January 8th. 2021 you could pre-order it now i'll put the website in the link it's grizzly2 the number 2 revenge.com and that's suzanne nagy boy suzanne had quite the story to tell growing up in hungary her whole family was uh, did uh, were economists and she just didn't want to do that and her story about just everything that went involved in getting this movie just finally pushed through. It, it's it's quite the story. And I'm going to shut up so Suzanne can tell it. So again, remember, grizzly2revenge.com. I'll have that in the notes. Also her book, uh, The Story Behind the Making of Grizzly 2 Revenge. It's on Amazon. I'll put that in the link as well. And don't forget, I watched the movie. I had so much fun. John Reese Davis, who you know from... Uh, Indiana Jones, you also know him. He plays Gimli in Lord of the Rings. And also, you know him from Anaconda 3. What? We covered it. He was amazing as one of the sort of villains in the movie. He crushes us in this movie as Bouchard. After you see this, you're going to want to be Bouchard for Halloween. But without further ado, here is producer. 37 years in the making, she got Grizzly 2 Revenge out. January 8th, 2021. Here she is, Suzanne Nagy. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thanks. Fine. Oh, hi. No, I'm excited to talk to you. It's so funny. So I do these interviews a lot with folks that are in Hollywood and producers, writers, directors. And just the timing of today I released an interview I did way back in March, like when coronavirus started with an actor, D.B. Sweeney, who was like good buddies with Charlie Sheen. And while we were talking about that, it was the first time I ever read an article about Grizzly 2. It was uh, back in, on Screen Rant or Hollywood Reporter, one of those. And I read about it and I was like fascinated with all of this. So I, I told him about that. And he told me a story that Charlie used to joke about that that he was in a movie called Grizzly 2, and then now I'm on the cover of Time Magazine when he was in Platoon. So it's, <laughs> the timing of it's crazy. Well, it was crazy. <laughs> so I like to find out people's stories, Suzanne. So 
so you grew up, you're from Hungary, right? Yes, I am. So growing up, were you a fan of film? Well, just like film a big part of like growing up for you, like watching movies? No, it wasn't. I was an economist. Uh, my father uh, uh, was a very famous reform economist. Oh. So I have a sister. Uh, she's also an economist. My mother is also an economist. And uh, so um, around the early 70s, uh, 1970s, uh, I was very unhappy and uh, I decided not to work in uh, the field, you know, being an economist, although I worked for an import-export company as a head of the department, but uh, I couldn't envision myself that this is going to be my life. Yeah. So I... Um, sign up for another uh, uh, university. Actually, it was um, almost, uh, it was not a university. It was a one, a one year uh, after university session to, be, to become a producer, film producer and film writer. And 1977, when I got my diploma, I left Hungary. But before I left, my uh, teacher, my professor, who was a worldwide well-known professor, said that you must represent the Hungarian film industry in the United States because you, are, uh, you were one of my chosen one, and I don't want to let you go. So why don't you do that? So I became the representative of the Hungarian film industry. This is 1979, wow. 78, um, a very heavy uh, uh, socialism, communism in Hungary. <clears throat> um, actually, it was a setback in some way, um, a, a dark uh, age. And um, so I left and in about a year later, I brought the first uh, service work back to uh, Hungary. Uh, I brought a uh, American Hungarian um, uh, guy who never went back to Hungary after the war and uh, made three movies in Hungary because I uh, prepared everything for him. And this was the beginning before I, I met Joe Proctor, who uh, gave me three scripts. One was The Grizzly. Uh, another two was also low-budget uh, crime-related uh, scripts. And um, I uh, decided to pick The Grizzly one because The Grizzly had a live concert. And I said to myself, nobody would be able to make a live concert other than me in Hungary in 1980s <laughs> because it was something um, absolutely um, uh, unheard. Um, so I, this was a challenge. And so I wanted to do this film. <laughs> and the first one was so successful. The first one was like the yes. biggest grossing independent film until Halloween came out. So like, 
that's a pretty big deal. And the whole formula of it is so great because, and the connection between Jaws and Grizzly too, the fact that obviously Jaws was an enormous success. And then I didn't even know this until I was watching the documentary was one of the people that worked on the shark worked on the Grizzly. Well, uh, first of all, uh, Nick Molly, who was uh, creating the bear, the uh, mechanical bear for us, uh, actually really uh, worked for Spielberg and uh, did the jaws, the the shark yeah. for him. Uh, neither the shark nor the bear <laughs> didn't work properly, but uh, he's a super talent actually, and uh, he's still uh, making. Uh, special effects, uh, uh, movie characters, and and mechanical things, and he's a fabulous guy. But uh, we had a lot of problem with the bear, so that was one of the reasons we couldn't do the second unit. Other than we, of course, were always short uh, with money, but yeah. um, but uh, the bear, the the fact that the bear didn't work uh, was a key to actually wrap up the film and not to finish it in Hungary. Oh, okay. So what was it? Did he have enough time to do it? Was he trying to rush to build it or just just broke? No, actually, we, we extended. We originally wanted to start the production in July, uh, but we had to extend the film to start uh, August 13. Uh, because the uh, the mechanical bear, the second one, the torso, which was part uh, partly uh, made for close-ups, uh, didn't work. Now there was also a bear suit, uh, which um, uh, supposed to do all the bear runnings and close-up uh, stuff, also uh, um, didn't work. But um, but Nick later on said that actually everything worked. Only the the bear suit didn't work. But I was on. I was there. I know what happened. Uh, we had difficulties, and uh, because my partner disappeared the first day of the shoot, um, uh, it was uh, he was very nervous that there was no American producer there. That was uh, nobody uh, to be in charge yeah. um, to uh, deal with the bear issues. Certainly, I wasn't able because I was in charge to do everything um, on the Hungarian side. Yeah. So uh, it was a, a nightmarish scenario <laughs> on its own. <laughs> so who was responsible? Obviously, there was a casting director, but was there someone else that had their hands in like the, cause if you look at that cast, like every person in that cast either went on to do something huge or already did something huge. The fact that like uh, Fletcher who won the Oscar for one, one flew over this cuckoo's nest, the people are in this movie is unbelievable. Well, David Sheldon, who's supposed to be the, the director uh, for this movie uh, was a great help for Joe Proctor. He, uh, as as far as I know the stories, he was the one who find uh, George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen wow. uh, uh, for this film. 
and he supposed to be the director. So he was very, very uh, excited uh, how he's going to work with these people. And the whole um, um, uh, casting was uh, absolutely unbelievable. And last minute, uh, I find out that he's not coming. Instead, uh, uh, a French-Hungarian guy will direct, who never directed a exploitation movie. So um, <laughs> uh, he um, ended up because he was a lot cheaper. And uh, Joe Proctor was a promoter. He was not really a producer. He was a guy who can who could make incredible excitements. And he was extremely good doing that, but in, in never any knowledge about how to produce a film or to follow up. I mean, I, it's great to make an excitement, but then yeah. comes a very hard work. And yeah. he was, he disappeared then. Did he work on films before this or did he just convince yes. somebody? Oh, okay. He worked for Jerry Lewis in uh, oh. the same year, in 1982, before I met him. He was uh, almost expelled from the production because money was missing and he messed up everything. And Jerry Lewis uh, apparently said, if I see you in Florida, anywhere in Florida, I'm gonna call the police. So he had to, he had to leave. And then he heard about me and he, he thought uh, this is a great uh, opportunity because he uh, was apparently already known in certain part of the uh, United States and in the film business that he is uh, not reliable and he is uh, a dangerous uh, guy. But of course, what did I know? I just came from Hungary and I represented yeah. the Hungarian below the line uh, budgets. Uh, so <laughs> how would I know? No, I know. And it's good that you used to. So what made it to you to like take this film? What was it just like, what was the attachment that made you for 37 years? Obviously there was some time off. Uh, that you weren't, you're probably always thinking about it, like in the nineties up until, but what was it about this film that like grabbed you that you were like, I have to, I have to do help this. Well, um, uh, first of all, I went through an incredible difficult time to um, clean up the mess. In 1988, Joe finally signed the, the film over to me. Uh, before that, for several years, we were fighting. Of course, he was never fined. Uh, uh, he sometimes sent me notes, and then another month was before I could find him. So it was an incredibly frustrated time. But I'm in sure. 1988, he was already uh, selling electric cars in South Korea, and he was not interested in, in um, Grizzly. Finally, he signed it over. So um, um, I gradually uh, worked on cleaning everything up, uh, purchased the sound and um, uh, secured uh, the um, uh, positive uh, work print. Uh, and um, so uh, 1990, 
uh, in January, I finally bought the title because, of course, I find out that he didn't even have a title. When we started, he was uh, gambling with this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and in 1990, I bought the title. So everything was almost ready to go. But unfortunately, my husband um, I had uh, a cancer by then for two years. And in, nine, uh, in May, he passed away. And uh, I had uh, an 11 years old daughter and uh, we had a very successful gallery in Manhattan. And um, I was always participating uh, in this um, um, gallery. So I decided to take it over. And I decided to uh, change it a bit you know, uh, it's different when a woman takes over a gallery from a, a man. So I, I I made it very feminine and a lot of um, um, retail-oriented. Retail Christie's such a big, so high-end, top-of-the-line merchandise. So became very, very successful. Nice. And uh, uh, I, I, for several years, I... Uh, I was um, thinking about the film, but I said, <laughs> uh, when I have enough money, uh, I will take it out, but I will not uh, compromise it with, with the, uh, with the um, partner. Because what I also learned that with this powerful casting, if somebody heard that uh, George Clooney was in it, uh, Laura Dern, Charlie Sheen, uh, John Rice Davis. So all of these big names, then everybody went crazy. It just uh, was uh, unreliable. I mean, the the uh, it was so powerful that I I looked at people a uh, simple uh, situation like um, uh, working with an editor that you would think that okay the editor works for me we work out uh, uh, the final. Um, concept and so on and so forth. It it didn't work out that way. It, it they were uh, immediately telling me uh, what I should do because uh. they know better. So it it was a, a a powerful effect. So I said, well, the best way to uh, handle this film is when I could finance it from A to Z, get everything done uh, quietly. Uh, I used a work title I uh, so people would not immediately find out that this is the grizzly film. <laughs> so, you know, everything was like uh, covering up, so less problem is better. So when I um, sent the film, actually, I went to London with, uh, with the actual um, 35 millimeter film. Wow. To get uh, to get it restored, and I was waiting for them to finish the restoration because I wanted to pick up the film, uh, make sure that nothing is gonna, uh, you know, that nothing uh, happens to the film yeah. because it's so uh, valuable and so important. This is a historical film because yeah. it's it's historical because it's a sequel. But historical because it's uh, uh, George Clooney, Laura Dern, Charlie Sheen, and the casting, and of course the huge story 
that a woman in 1983, uh, a Hungarian woman <laughs> in the socialism, without any money, because he was, I was left there with without money, finds the money, finished, and so on and so forth. So this is a story on its own. Yeah. So, so how many weeks was the shoot like back in 83? Like how many weeks was it? And how many, did you guys have to stop early because you ran out of money? No, we didn't because I find oh, the, I, I find uh, uh, the money to finish the film. So yes. we never had to stop. It was 45 days. The, the, the production, the shooting uh, without the post, without the um, without doing the uh, second unit, the bear, yeah. uh, we only had about two minutes bear uh, with a very large mechanical bear, which was about 15 feet tall, and uh, and so um, we had no interruption there. We came out. We went to. Uh, Paris to edit the film, and another disaster was that uh, that uh, uh, I had no rights to um, interfere in the uh, in the setup because this was uh, the American side who was uh, create uh, who was uh, setting up all of these works, and the uh, editor was a French guy. And the same director, who was never really, uh, never did a full-length film, they edited together, which was a disaster. Oh. So by the time the first edit was done, and I looked at it with the little bit of a knowledge I, I, I knew, uh, I realized this is not going to work. <laughs> and when we came, came back to Los Angeles, um, uh, we had um, a sales rep, a very, very big name at that time. Uh, he looked at the, the, the film and uh, 10 minutes later, he stopped it and he said, who, who did this? Who, who edited this film? This is, this is not comprehensible. And, uh, and um, so he closed down the whole thing. He said, come back when then this is re-edited because, because it's impossible. But um, because Joe was there, my original partner, and he wanted to take in charge again. So therefore, I, I had very little to say. And that's oh. when the, uh, the fight started actually between us. Oh, man. So with the movie, one thing that I found was pretty fascinating. So once you... Like 2018, 2019, you went back, looked at the script and tried to figure out like what order that you wanted to put everything in. What did you have to add? Like what was not in the original film? Was it just like the shots of the nature in the beginning and no, throughout? No, uh, we had, uh, we had uh, about 79 minutes uh, so-called usable uh, material, which was... Uh, a uh, lot of lot of them were um, acting as uh, uh, complete scenes. Oh, good. Um, uh, so uh, because we we actually made 40, 45, 40, 45 days of uh, work, uh, but it was not uh, uh, so. Uh, 
uh, the film started without explaining why the bear attacks people. So uh, if, if a film cannot uh, justify um, action, what, why the crime takes place, whether yeah. it's an animal or a person or whoever, then it is not a good movie to begin with. So this, this film missed completely why the bear takes revenge and uh, why this is all happening. So uh, that is brand new. So oh, okay. I had to create, I had to create a, a complete uh, atmosphere and match it up and completely insert uh, in this, in the, in the same way, of course, 1983. Uh, so uh, uh, the, the drama immediately unfolds uh, when, when you see uh, um, nature scene where actually the uh, cub, the grizzly cub, um, are being um, killed by a poacher. So you see all of this. And the mother is nearby and hears the squeaky voice, how the cub dies, and then um, 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 go after the poacher. And that chase, that first chase, uh, as, as completely was never filmed, oh, nice. is how the film starts now. Uh, and once you have a reason why this is happening, then everything else makes sense uh, because the animals uh, has the rights as much as we have the rights if we are attacked or our loved one and so on and so forth. So um, uh, I would say I kept about 66 minutes from the original um, original uh, movie. Oh, wow. uh, okay. I cut out all the repetition uh, in the woods, you know, like, creating the uh, traps uh, for the bear. It was very slow, extremely slow. And uh, I realized that although this film will never compete with um, two, 2020s movies, but it has to be an exciting movie. If, if anybody goes and see it, they have to come out and say, well, this movie was worth that uh, $12 or or $5 or $2 or whatever. Yeah. So um, that's what I wanted to create. Yeah, I know. I love the movie. One thing, I don't want to like give away any spoilers, but one thing I really like is, like you said, uh, there was no repetition. So it really moved. Like while watching the movie, that's how you can tell a movie is good, is you're not looking at the time. Or if you pause it for some reason to go out of the room or if my daughter needed me, uh, you know, you look at the time, you're like, wow, it's already there. But I, the only thing I wish is like more John Reese Davis. He was so good in this movie. I loved his character. He, whatever character we covered a movie he did, obviously people know him from Indiana Jones and, uh, Lord of the Rings, but he was in these Anaconda movies. He was in, like the sequels of it. And he just like owns the scene. And in this movie, just the outfit he's wearing and the way he's speaking. It's so, so good. That guy's a legend. 
Yes, I am thinking to do grizzly tree, and then uh, uh, the way way uh, John uh, uh, would um, show up, Bouchard, of course, in the Bouchard, field. Yeah. He, Bouchard, yeah. Uh, Bouchard, that uh, he really uh, uh, didn't die, and they were able to save him, and there is going to be a a, a real calm down with the bear. I mean. Uh, uh, not this bear, but I have a whole story already, uh, a synopsis that uh, how would how would a modern uh, a day like now, how would uh, something like this happen? And so, uh, but this is actually uh, uh, planned like uh, the same family, the same grizzly family, except uh, now the the babies are big babies. Nice. They are mothers, right? And so, uh, uh, I think people love uh, um, uh, animal stories. And if you uh, tell the story how they live, the animals, what they do, and what happens, it's fascinating. And so, if it's done right, um, uh, it's 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 actually. Um, a very unique uh, uh, endeavor. So I, I think I'm planning to do uh, to go to Alaska and do a lot of a lot of uh, filming there, uh, just to see how they behave. Not, of course, I have the nature films and others, but uh, just uh, the the bears are uh, fascinating, unpredictable, and yeah. therefore it's it's unbelievably. Good, good, um, um, good material for a film. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think it's one of those animals that you think about them all the time. If you go camping anywhere at night, you hear something, you hear like somebody step on a branch, and that's like your first go-to. And you're right; it's so amazing that nobody has tried to like tackle a bear movie. But really, it's just these two films. Now, when you were getting ready to put this out. Did you reach out to any of the cast members or the people that worked on it that are still alive, like to say anything about it? Well, uh, uh, Charlie Sheen sent me a hello immediately when when he heard about this. Uh, I tried to reach uh, uh, George Clooney about three, four weeks ago, but he just came out. Uh, he just uh, uh, um, promoting his own brand new movie. Is actually yeah. coming out on January seven, and Grizzly is coming out on January eight. That's so a big like, weekend for him. It's unbelievable, and he gave a wonderful interview to um, a, 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 a magazine in uh, uh, England. Um, Empire is the name of the magazine. It's actually a huge magazine, twenty five million sub subscriber it Oof. is a paper magazine and i we got uh, three pa uh, full page uh pages of uh, fabulous story what the journalist put together and george uh, was uh, interviewed and he said he said he had a great time in hungary the only thing happened is that the producer was never fined because they never knew that he disappeared the first day. <laughs> That's great. 
I'm sure they'll all watch it because it's like, again, that's what I always tell people about movies. Obviously, you're in a movie. You want to see how it came out. But also, it's like a little capsule. And like, obviously, his career, that was the beginning of where he went now. But in the 80s, he was in a lot of movies like Grizzly 2. Like, he was in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. So he was a guy that was just on the come up trying to act. So I'm sure it'd be pretty cool if they... Obviously, right now with everything going on, they can't get together, but it'd be fun if they would get together and watch together, like Laura, Charlie Sheen, and and uh, George. But wow, that's so cool! I, you already I talked have to John. Yeah. Yes, I talked to John Reyes Davies, uh, and he's very excited. Yes. Uh, he loved to be in Hungary. He said, and uh, actually, I believe that uh, uh, next week. Uh, uh, um, Entertainment Weekly is going to have an interview with him and about the about the Grizzly movie and his life, and uh, he uh, he knows that I'm planning another uh, sequel, and uh, so he's uh, he's uh, he had a good time and he uh, enjoyed everything. That's awesome. I interviewed a director that worked with him on those Anaconda movies. I was mentioning they yes. said he was such a class act and he yes. just brings it all the time. So prepared. Yeah. Yes. Man, that's so awesome. So what made you think about one thing I didn't know until I was doing some research before was, so this is a little ebook you wrote swimming among yes. sharks. Yes. That's so cool. So what is why, it about uh, the whole process? Well, this was part of the process. About, this is about five years ago when I was already kind of uh, checking on the prices, like the digitalization and what, uh, how i going to do it. And uh, so uh, there had to be a, a book, uh, in my opinion, way back six, six seven years ago, because... Uh, First of all, my memory was not so clear what really happened. So I had to go back to my my documents and so on. I started to take notes. And uh, uh, there was a, a problem with the Hungarians, how the Hungarians treated me and how they uh, kind of... Had, um, um, realized when they realized that the producer disappeared uh, uh, or never never actually came, uh, uh, and uh, um, I was a partner who actually left four years ago from Hungary. Uh, you can imagine how uh, the emotions were very I'm very sure. mixed. So I, I had to write this book because I, I needed to um, make sure that if I do this, uh, I am very clear with what I am saying and how, am, uh, how I'm going to present myself in Hungary and how I'm going to present myself uh, uh, as a uh, survivor caretaker of of this beautiful historic movie, uh, uh, saving uh, this film and putting every part together is I I thought it's a very big deal. But if uh, I uh, uh, would not uh, 
put down the, the key elements of how Joe disappeared and what really happened here, then uh, people would never know what really happened here. Yeah. Because they would see a 37 years old film, but many times um, we have a website, of course, grizzly2revenge.com, and uh, uh, people ordering the book. Of course, now uh, we can we can sell the actual book. It's not not just ebook, but the uh, actual book, and uh, mostly. People are buying it with um, DVD, pre-order the DVD or the the Blu-ray because uh, the 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 actual amazing story behind. And so I think that uh, um, six years ago when I started to um, put the documents together and started to write this, and it became my life story. Um, and that gave me a little bit of a push and an extra energy that, okay, this is, the next step is really, I have to do this and I have to do this alone. And I, I have to have enough savings, uh, enough money that if it uh, is a huge uh, flop, it's not going to change my life. So I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this because I had to do this. This is an unfinished part of my life. And second, it is a historic film for a lot of people. Um, definitely the first three, uh, uh, first movie for all these very, very famous uh, young people. So uh, why not? I, why, why my life is not... Uh, uh, it, 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 this is one, one of the important parts of my life. This, this is uh, bottom line. Then your story that some people would have given up. And there were so many times in your story that other people probably been like, ah, forget it. But you kept pushing through over and over. Now, one thing I thought was fascinating when you're talking about, obviously, you leaving for America and then coming back to Hungary and uh, just with the government and everything. The thing that was crazy was the fact that 10 people couldn't gather. And so throughout the filming, did they hassle or did they try to, did the government try to like see what was really going on? Cause just before this movie, like seven years before was the whole Argo thing when they infiltrated and they have people. Uh, so, so was that something you had to worry about on set? Like the government, like trying to, bug you guys or stop production at all? Well, uh, uh, first of all, <laughs> uh, it was crazier than this because the actual location belonged to the Russian Russians because wow. it, it was a it was a, a Russian army camp there. Oh man! What I find which was 30, 15, 15, uh, uh, um, uh, 15 miles from Budapest. It's a beautiful, beautiful um, natural uh, forest and, and beautiful um, 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 area. Uh, and when I went there, somebody told me that this would work for me. Uh, I came back to the Hungarian television and I said, this is the place I want. And they said, you can't have it because this belongs to the Russians. I said, 
well, then I go to the headquarter and I am going to talk to the uh, Russian uh, whoever and I'm going to get it. Well, I was younger and and very nice looking ladies. So I went to the to the uh, Russian headquarter and um, the I, I go in and with the big map and I show the actual location. And I said, this is the place that I need for a film, an American film. <laughs> the guy looked at me and uh, it was the main commando uh, head of the Russian army uh, looked at me, very fat, big guy. Uh, and he says, oh, this is what you want. And I said, yes, that's what I want. And so I got it. I don't know how I got it. But we had secret police all over the place, but it, nobody bothered us. So it wasn't, uh, uh, I think, uh, because uh, they were all over the place and the Russian army tanks were behind the place where we actually shoot the film. <laughs> so they were double, triple secured. So I, I didn't care less and they didn't bother us. And everything went so well uh, up to the end. I never seen any confrontation whatsoever, but um, after everything was done and we had 50,000 people in the audience in a place where uh, you could, as you said, uh, 10 people couldn't gather together. I was wondering when the police is gonna come and arrest me <laughs> for, for this whole thing. But nothing, uh, there was no accident whatsoever. It went very smoothly, greatly organized. So we were very lucky. How long was it? Was the concert just one day? All those people just one came day. for one day? Wow. One day. It started at 11 o'clock until midnight. And, you know, this is the era that in Hungary there was no drug. Uh, and we were not allowed to uh, sell alcohol. And oh, wow. uh, and so the Hungarians were were kind of a never used to go and unleash the energy and be crazy and Woodstock uh, style things. So so uh, actually, really, I I never had to worry about the Hungarians. I mostly worry about um, people came from the Western countries, England, Swedish, Sweden. Um, uh, everywhere. I mean, all the uh, Western countries uh, um, were we were promoting this, and uh, and uh, uh, they behaved also. They knew this is a very centralized country, so you 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 know you just had to behave. Yeah, you don't want to get in trouble, but it's cool. It's like all of Europe, like people throughout Europe, like came together for this, like kind of like a one in a once in a lifetime kind of thing for it to be just for a movie. It's fascinating. Yes, it was. was so, do you have any, so do you have any plans for January 9th so when it comes out? January 8th is um, uh, Gravitas Venture is um, uh, licensed the film for 10 years and um, they start to sell uh, I think uh, Best Buy, um, Walmart, and uh, those big big places, Redbox, of course, uh, the rental, they're going to start uh, 
um, with Grizzly, and then uh, Apple TV, Roku, Roku and uh, uh, Comcast, and all of the big, big ones um, will show the film. Uh, and uh, then, of course, they pitch uh, more other businesses, and uh, um, first U.S., Canada, and then uh, we have uh, tremendous interest from Japan, Germany, uh, France, Italy, a lot of people. Uh, one of the best things what happened is that uh, we went to festivals with the film, and in, in, May, in June, <clears throat> We went to the um, uh, um, Cannes Film Festival and uh, I got about 35 major contacts uh, from the festival, international and of course US contacts. And uh, they all um, loved the film, we showed the film, they were fascinated. So, um, you know, we have good contacts. What was that like having other people watch it and you were like in the back and seeing their reactions to some of those parts? Well, the first several times I was very uh, nervous. I mean, uh, when we showed first, it was in, Lo in the Los Angeles Real Film Festival. That was a real festival because we were uh, in LA in February, oh. end of February. By the time we came back, everything stopped, but um, it was a very nice, uh, 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 I would say uh, 50 to 60 people came for the screening and uh, they loved that. And they came to me and they said, well, we didn't expect this. We thought it's an old movie, but it didn't look old. So quality is very good, crispy. It was oh, yeah. like, it was shot yesterday. I mean, that's also very beautiful, very, very important. Did, did you get emotional at all the first time you saw it? Because you had to think, 37 years later, it's finally done. Did that happen at all? Yes, 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 it did. And a couple of people came from England, uh, mostly people who were in the band, in several bands. Nice. And um, I... And, uh, um, they loved they loved the film, and uh, so altogether it was very emotional. We we had a, a luncheon for everybody who came, who had a relationship with this film. So we I I organized a, a invite for uh, all of these people who came, and uh, it was very romantic and very touching. It was very very nice. That's awesome. I, I know a lot of people are going to, as soon as it, it hits, a lot of people are going to love this movie. I, I need to order this poster and then I want it to do so well. So then there's a Grizzly three. Cause that would be. Yes. Awesome. Yes. It's a, it's kind of a developing. Yeah. So this will, I'm going to put this interview out on Thursday, but on like all my social medias and everything, we'll make sure to put it everywhere tell people to go pre-order it so january thank you so much thank you for giving me the opportunity to see it early and then talk to you and learn uh learn about you i love doing that well i i um i personally feel that this was the right way you know with the slowly with the book building up everything the right way i think that i'm very happy with the 
distributor who is a large, big company. Uh, they love the firm. They honored that uh, we work together. Uh, I participate in the PR marketing. Uh, as I told you, I'm an economist. I'm very yes. good in business, how to do it, how to structure things, and how to time uh, things. So we are working on uh, 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 marketing now, and I'm going to uh, be working on it um, uh, for at least uh, this year, I mean the coming year, and uh, I learn a lot how it is, and I just enjoy it. I, I think it's a, it's a, a, what an opportunity I have. And sadly, this um, uh, pandemic, uh, as tragic as it is, it really disciplined me because I was kind of a house arrest, uh, like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And I had to work so hard because that was the only thing, what else I could do. So I worked a lot more and a lot intensively. Um, and probably, uh, um, you know, we did the merchandising. We have T-shirts, we have the caps, we have jewelry, we have tote bags, everything uh, what, what we put together. Because, of course, I, I had time to, to think about all of this and find um, um, shops and contacts uh, where they can sell of uh, the merchandises, so it's it's a uh, great fun, great fun. That's awesome. Is that all on Grizzly Two Revenge.com? All the yes merchandise. It's number oh, cool. two, number Grizzly number two Revenge.com. Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, I'll put I'll put the link to that and to your book where people can buy it on Amazon. And thank e-form you. Or I appreciate that. Oh, really, well, I thank wish you. you. The, oh, this has been so much fun, Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, good luck. Hopefully, so I, I'm really excited for people to see it and for John Reese Davis uh, interview yes. next week. Yes, it's exciting. Absolutely. <laughs> All Thank right. You. Well, stay safe. Have a great rest of your night. You too. And uh, uh, happy holiday and a wonderful year for you and your family. Oh, thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wasn't Suzanne? Oh my God. How much fun was she? Just her story. She leaves Hungary. Four years later, she comes back to work on this film. And that was so crazy. You just got to think at that time in the world, socialism in Hungary, the Russian army right in the backyard, their training grounds, no more, no more than 10 people can gather. And she goes, you know what? Let me put on a concert for this movie. That's 50,000 people. And the most two really important things from that story uh, of Suzanne's story was one Grizzly three. I don't know if you're listening to this or watching it, but man, my eyes lit up when she said Grizzly three. Oh, just music to my sequel loving ears, but also the fact that Charlie Sheen reached out and said, wow. And John Reese Davis, he's excited. And he could be a part of the third movie. So you're gonna have to watch it. So don't forget Grizzly, the number two revenge.com. I'll put it all in the notes. Trust me, you're gonna love it. January 8th, 2021. I had an absolute blast. And don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at sequels only. 
and check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. See you next year.